Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're heading back to the Gospel of Luke in today's episode, starting in verse 1 of chapter 7. When Jesus had finished saying all of this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. At that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to him to ask him to come and heal his slave. So they eagerly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said, for he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. It's worth pointing out similar and parallel passages as we begin today's episode. Uh, John records a similar event in his gospel, John chapter 4, starting at verse 46, going to 54. And then Matthew also records a parallel account in his gospel, uh, Matthew chapter 8, starting at verse 5. And I bring this up because there are, even though these are parallel passages and they're similar passages, John's gospel is different enough where this is probably, even though it's very similar, probably a different instance in the ministry of Jesus. At the same time, we have Matthew's account that says that the centurion came himself instead of sending messengers. So as we look at the differences, even though these are parallel passages, what tends to happen is that skeptics who want to question the Bible or poke holes in what we believe and what we read, look at the differences and believe that this is a reason that we can distrust or disregard what the Bible says, because it can't even be accurate. It can't even be consistent. So the question we have is, who's right? Who's wrong? Who's confusing details? Is it Luke or Matthew? And for what it's worth, Matthew is one of Jesus' disciples, not Luke. He is an eyewitness of these events, and Luke wasn't. But even then, we still know that Luke is known for doing proper research and investigation and being very thorough as he records the events in ministry of Jesus. He is not inclined to stretch the story to create a grander narrative, right? How great would it be if this was true? And he's not inclined to do that. This is similar to if you were to have your friends retell a story of something they all saw, right? There would be a lot of different details or emphasis based on who is telling the story and on the available details that would be given. For what it's worth here, uh, and this is just a personal note, so please uh, make a point of recognizing that, I can see Luke's account being the more accurate based on the sheer fact that this is a Roman official, and normally the Gospels don't point out Roman officials, and these are officials that are people that are generally hated by the Israelites. Roman, knowing this as a Jewish sympathizer, would know that Jesus was very popular. He would have known Jesus' ministry and known about him and how popular he was becoming. And he probably saw some wisdom in not directly approaching Jesus in order to avoid an upset or to create a riot. He probably would have put some distance between him and Jesus. But all that aside, it doesn't change 
the message that is being conveyed in both the Gospel of Luke and Matthew. The point is still the same, and the point of this passage is the faith of the centurion. He's not the first or last Roman official that's looked in a favorable light in the New Testament. We have, you'll remember from Acts chapter 10, the story of Cornelius, a, a Jewish sympathizer, a centurion that lived a life of, of faith, who eventually came to follow Jesus. You also have the guard that stands at the foot of the cross. And as we consider Matthew's account, as he's writing to a Jewish audience, this is important that he would have uh, brought about more details because the Jews would have required more convincing that this Roman officer was okay, that he was above boards, that he was able to be trusted. This man's faith is incredible. He knows that Jesus has the authority just like he did. Now, there's an obvious difference here, right? Because he is an officer over a hundred soldiers being a centurion. And so long, uh, and he is also recognizing that uh, as he serves his superior commanders. He is one that is also under authority, but he has been given authority. And he recognizes the parallel between him and Jesus. And as he confesses this, Jesus looks at this statement of faith, and he is amazed and says as much in verse 9 of this passage, that even in all of Israel, he hasn't seen this kind of faith. Jesus' authority exceeds over the elements that this centurion couldn't control. So as this centurion's servant is healed, we are uh, left amazed at this man's faith and are left to grapple with the takeaway question for today. How can we better recognize and submit to the authority of Jesus in our lives? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.